Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live, 30 September, Monday evening, previewing the greatest game of all for the final time of the season. We have the grand final coming on Sunday of the long weekend up here in Sydney, Portia. It is a Monday evening, 7.53pm, coming at us live from Melbourne, Victoria, as he has done Every single week, bar a couple this season, former Hong Kong Rugby League board member and one test Thunderino, Jake Muir. How's it going, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. Um, obviously, the fans gee, uh, are pretty disappointed about us not performing, not getting the job done last week, but I think we can really put on a show tonight. There's plenty to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, plenty. And I mean, a big shout-out to Marty Gesterkamp. He even put his own show out to take on legal counsel who's that disappointed we didn't get the um, didn't get the job done. So, no, let's get a good show on tonight. There's plenty to talk about. And not just in our hour, to be honest. There's also politics, juniors, MPC, um, premiership, all that sort of stuff. National premiership, New Zealand, you name it, we'll talk league. Well, you can blame me for last week. I came off a rather heavy weekend and it just emanated into my Monday, Tuesday and uh, dare I say, if I missed the Sunday slot, which I was actually coming back from Byron Bay, uh, got in sort of mid-afternoon, I missed that Sunday slot, um, it's very hard to to recap. But, But no more excuses from me. We are here to focus on the grand final week. When does the grand final breakfast, is that Wednesday? Because I feel like that's when the, the next sort of round of news kind of and, and a few stories creep up on us. When's the grand final breakfast at? Don't know, Tuesday, but they're more human interest stories, let's be honest. They're not about um, strategy, uh, where the game's going to be won, etc., etc., etc. Our game doesn't um, you know, do that. What's that? Our game doesn't do strategy. Or, you know, the media covers... It's a fucking pantomime. You know, you've got Brian Fletcher and Nathan Highmunch dressing up as a clown. Now, I watched on full Saturday evening or Friday, Thursday evening, actually, maybe. I watched the fucking Maddie John show, and, you know, 45 minutes of it was Nathan Highmarsh dressing up as Pennywise the Clown, sitting in a Fox Sports movie theatre and scaring other presenters. That's what our game does. No, we don't have um, Warren Smith, Dan Ganane, and you know some of the wonderful tacticians of of the game talking about where games are won and lost. We have fucking guys, ex players, dressing up in clowns, thinking it's fucking funny. Yeah, Our yeah. game no, doesn't do breakdowns. They don't do. You know, you'd be well familiar with what the NFL do and the shows that they have. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but, I mean, to be honest, yeah, no, I think those hindmost things, even I had a mate that came over from Hong Kong on the weekend, he goes, did you, I watched this show, The Professor, last night. It was like the best of, it was so funny. I go, mate, yeah, it is. But, I mean, if you have that for 26 rounds, you're going to get sick of it. Mm. And, so, and it's not rugby league. It's rugby league associated humour. Um, I mean, correct, the professor's yeah. long. I have, I have to admit, when he did come on the scene, it w- he was all right. But then I ran into the cunt in a couple of cafes, in a cafe a couple of times, and he he's believes his own fucking... He reads his own newspapers. Yeah. And, operate, and he's operating uh, Cooper's missus, isn't he? Fair played one. Yeah, fair played one. Who was Shane Watson's missus? Lee Furlong. Even what's she up to these days, just having kids in there? Well... She, I saw him and her in a Golden Circle promotion win a tent if you buy any SPC Audio. can of peaches or associated fruit. You go in the draw and to win a great um, an outdoors tent. I did drive past him once. I think it was in Brisbane uh, with those long, blonde, flowing locks. Oh. Um, well, he'd be... He'll be remembered as a uh, good Australian cricketer. He was quite good, yeah. wasn't he? Good batsman. Talented as fuck. He was the worst reviewer. He basically, if he got hit in the pad, he's reviewing it. Um, and, I, and I've probably... Yeah. Sh- now, I've probably told this story on the show before, but four years were the shows. I'm going to repeat myself. I've had three schooners on a Monday night warming up for the grand final show, so I'm probably going to tell a few things that many people have heard before. But... Growing up in Brisbane, his nickname was Cod, K-O-D. King of, king of everything. What? Nah, kissed on the dick. Because apparently oh, really? just, he was just God's gift. Whatever he touched turned to gold. And, Fuck. Um, whatever sport he tried his hand at. Very good rugby league player. Banter. Very, very strong rugby league player. And, not getting um, confused with Andy Bickle, are you? No, I'm not. And I also um, remember playing a game of social cricket with Dion Nash, former New Zealand cricketer, and he said that in the mid-90s he was playing a game in Brisbane and they were going down to a net before a one-day against Australia at the Gabba. Yep. It might have been against South Africa. Um, famous Chris Cairns 100 to win. And they were watching um, some bloke in the nets and he was a 17-year-old schoolboy who had the bowling machine turned up to the high 140s and bowling bounces at his head with no helmet on. He was just hooking them out of the nets. And they went up to him and they, they did some research and said, who's this fucking guy? And they were like, this guy's Shane Watson and he's going to be, wow. you know, he's going to be a great cricketer one day. So um, don't know how we got on to Shane Watson, but he's a big Queensland origin. He's an Ipswich boy, isn't he? Uh, I have no idea. Pretty sure he is. Yeah, that's a that's really a respectful grassroots nursery. Who's who's your big Ipswich? Um, is Alfie? Yep, Alfie and the Walters brothers. Uh, the Walkers are out there now. Um, am I correct in saying Darren? No, Darren was from Roma. Roma, fuck it, I knew it. The tomatoes, strange tomatoes. The Roma tomatoes, aren't they? Are they actually talking about food based? The two big two uh, grocers. What are those bananas at the fucking Woolworths that have like red wax on the end of them? That's to signify organic bananas. Is it? Yeah. So what the fuck do they dip them in? Wax. Okay. They're organic. So I, was, I noticed yesterday they were three eighty for the normal Cavendish or five per kg or five bucks for the um, red tipped ones. 
I was just going to fucking risk it and do the red tip one. See, are they that much better? Um, you tasted them? Yeah, yeah. I don't just know. I mean, the whole organic thing, I've kind of over time been just beaten down because of my wife's just so much into organic fruit that I think I've just been brainwashed to think that it does taste better. But who knows? Well, uh, the wife's actually, um, guess what she wants to do now? She's getting a chicken coop out the back. Oh, fuck, you poor cunt. Why? You're going to get based. woken up at 4.30 every day. No, not a rooster. You bring the rooster in just to have a root, but then it's just chickens. <laughs> well, chickens make noise, and they stick. Yeah, yeah no, fucking roosters make noise, don't they? Well, fuck it, I better do the research before you never hear that noise before? Yeah, but they sleep as well, don't they? I don't think they have the same cycle, sleep cycle as us. Yeah, I don't. I wake up early. So you're an early waker. You're an early to bed though as well. Jenna I, is she a morning person? She's a morning person. She. I am. I am up at five and bed at nine twenty-five, nine thirty. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm up at five thirty, bed at eleven. Fuck yeah, you go a little bit longer. Um, speaking of going a little bit longer, Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Someone threw out a stat, and the stat's probably been bandied around left, right, and center this week. And it's going to be one of those stats that just gets repeated to you um, every single day, every piece of paper, and all along the, the media broadcast on Sunday. He's played in more grand finals than not over the course of his career. And wow. I think it might be something like 8-7 or 9-8 or something, something like that. But very wow. interesting, right? And I heard someone say this yesterday. You look at Cam Smith, who's basically the next immortal in waiting, or he's, he's pretty close. Yet Kronk has kind of got the better of him in the last couple of years. But look at the team he's got around him. Oh, these Storm sides are pretty good too, Jack. Yeah, but come on. These Rooster sides are good. Very Mate, there's very... not a whole lot between them. Now... Does yeah, Kronk okay. career, which you never would have thought it, but is he starting to is he starting to challenge Cameron Smith? No, it's a no what from me. Talking? But I've just heard this. I, I, I want to get my get my opinion. It's a no from me. What do you think, though? Is, are they close? No, look. I think I always I always do that um, if they get named for Australia against New Zealand um, test, you know. Mm. And to me. Like, losing Cam Smith would be a way bigger get for oh, us yeah. than losing Cooper yep. Cronk, you know, in terms Great of call. depth and, like, Cronk could move, but then in comes Daddy Cherry Evans, right? Whereas you mm. lose Smith, then there's a massive gap towards, who's the next, like, friend? Jake Fred. Oh, that's a massive gap, isn't it? So that's mm. my test on, on, the, on the worth of a player. And then you go back to all the other like sort of immortals or the guys touching on it. Mm. If we were playing Meninga and Meninga got ruled out on the Thursday, we would be fucking loving it. Or oh, Langer, you'd have Mark McGraw would just just jump in there and you'd be like licking your chops. Mm. Yeah. So that's my test. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, he, he just doesn't. And we've said it before on the show that he doesn't identify with the the rugby league. You know, the average rugby league person, which is an interesting question. Who is the average rugby league person? I'm thinking 41. No, 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 40. No, the younger, I reckon now. No, no, because of the point. I'm 33. 
He's not as bogan as you think he is. He actually mm. wears quite good streetwear, like shops at um, Culture Kings. Mm-hmm. He's not pure. He's like half Pakia, half Samoan. Listens to a lot of R and B, not yeah. much rock music. Speaking Whereas a lot language. of a lot of these Pakia, um, like other guys, they're going. We need to get Tool playing at the fucking NRL final. I'm like, mate, we. I don't think league the average leaguey is like a massive. Uh, like rock out man anymore, you know, puts that sort of devil symbol up. I don't think that everybody is <laughs> like that anymore. I think that uh fuck, I've forgotten the name of the band. But I'm gonna oh, um Good Spoon. No no no. I'm gonna I'm gonna research it if you just give me um just keep so, talking. So the other thing I want to talk about was oh let's can we so oh while you've looked that up, should we start oh Bruce Stadium on Friday night? Let's kick so, it off. Yeah. Give us your phenomenal. thoughts. Just great. So, record crowd, 28,000-odd. Brilliant. Mm. What really interests me, though, I thought was they put on the list the top five crowds at Bruce Stadium, <clears throat> and fourth was Canberra versus Western Suburbs round 21-1994. And I'm like, that is an odd game to get a big crowd because... So repeat the year? What year was it? 1994. So, did, is that the one Western Suburbs went quite good with the McGuinness boys and that? I think that was when they were just Langmack. They were actually quite good. So maybe Langmack was gone probably by there. Um, yeah, but they had the McGuinness boys just real raw, yeah, and young. Ken and Kevin. Um, yep. Darren Willis. Darren Willis. So maybe they did make the five that year. And if you look up there, I'll look up that. So, yeah, but what a, a trim. It just had that real semi-final... Um, ah, got the band. Sorry, I've been distracted. It. I've been distracted. The band that the average rugby league fan would like these days is Imagine Dragons. Well, they are... Do you they, have, they have. I think they've opened up a show. I remember looking at a player profile on the Morris Twins and their favourite brand was Imagine yeah. Dragons. Do you think the Imagine Dragons would actually identify with the uh, Polynesians a little bit more too? Yeah, that's probably they've got rock that's more salt Polynesian based. Would you say? Yeah, just a little bit of mainstream, a little poppy sort of rock. Um, Get a bit of a dance on when you go after the game for your Colts game for like the Arena Eagles. Go to the local nightclub, sort of get it down with a little white girl. <clears throat> <laughs> Absolutely. So go back to those Western home suburbs came 13th. So how so did the fuck in 94? What, what round was it? Maybe it was just a beautiful day. What ra- Hang on, 94. Did you say 94? Yeah. What round? Round 21. Okay, we're probably looking at the last home game of Mel Meninga then, potentially. Oh, mate, you've pulled that out of um, very well done. Yeah, but but, but do we only have 22 or 23 or 24 rounds? That means that... Maybe Meninga was going to miss, and they were like, "Go, you know, this is the last time that we were going to have Daly, Stewart, Clyde, Meninga together." Ninety-four is when the Raiders won it, or they might have just been on a massive streak. You know, sometimes you can get when you've got a juggernaut team, which the ninety-four Raiders was. And you know, this is a sentimental show. We're going to talk about some great Raiders sides, no doubt. They were minor premiers. Absolutely, they. You know, ninety-three was a very, very unlucky year for the Raiders. They were knocking the competition for six, and then two rounds to go, Ricky Stewart did a um, did a knee or did an ankle, out for the season, um, they put 60 on Parramatta, and then 
Steve Stone had to replace him, and they lost both their semis, including um, to Brisbane in the major semi-final when a young Wendell Saylor was unearthed in that final series. And they actually lost 93, but they were clearly the best team. Um, many people will just go, you know, Brisbane, they, they repeated. But Canberra were the best team in 93 for mine. And 94 and, was and, a revenge and, year. And, ben, you hit it on nail on the head. Round 21, there was 22 rounds, and that was the last game, the home game of Mel oh, Meninga. I know uh, Canberra so that's where the that was where the big crowd was. And Paul Langmack was playing lock for, okay. the, for the Western Suburbs and Magpies. Check this uh, Western Suburbs Magpies forward pack out, though. Brent Stewart. Jim Sedaris, mm. Mark Afflick, Glenn Grief, Stephen Carney, as they used to call him early days, mm-hmm. and Paul Langmack. So Glenn Grief was a Newcastle Knight Premiership winner, I, I believe. He was in 97. Yeah. Oh, Maybe the squad. Maybe the squad. Who was then the go, Darren then, and Sean oh, Willis, the Willis brothers? Uh, Darren was at the centres with Justin Dooley. <laughs> and the fullback was Andrew Leeds, obviously. And then you had Paul Smith Dr. and Justin Andrew Eden. Leeds. Oh, Smith and Jason Eden. <laughs> you did. You had Andrew Willis at five eighth and Josh White at seven. Now, can I can I can I get you to name another doctor other than Andrew Willis that the great game of rugby league has given us? Do- Andrew Willis was a doctor. Absolute. Andrew Leeds. Sorry, Andrew Leeds. Andrew Leeds. Oh, he runs the Waterford West Tigers. He did, uh, and that was just just while he was um, doing his MD. Yeah, Doctor George Paponis. He's probably one of those honorary doctors that you get from, like, Botany bot- <laughs> well, University. Have you got it? another one? Okay. Do- Dr. George Paponis was, def- was definitely a doctor. It is, yep. Greek-Australian, former captain of Australia, doctor. And he was a medical doctor, I believe. Really? Medical so, practitioner, Paponis. Yep. So, so post-Mal in 94... The 95 and the 96 Raiders sides were a bit of a letdown. They did, I believe, yeah. make the playoffs both years. What do you call it, though? Do you call it the... Um, no, 95 they did. I'm just checking. 95 they definitely did. Yeah, no, I I was still they still finals. Yeah, they came second, 95, behind uh, Manly. And then 96, they finished Lost to St. George six. in the semis. And then sixth on 96. But it was just, that's almost what you call like a shadow. That, that shadow sort of... Um, uh, when you, once you've had greatness, you're always going to have those sort of. Would you call them rebuild teams or post hype yeah. years? They're the post hype years, aren't they? Post hype years, you know. And who's got that at the moment in the NBA? You'd talk about Spurs. The post hype, well, well, they're kind of just like the Storm. They just a continual string of competitive okay. teams. Heat, heat. Yeah, probably the heap of you know that they're I guess after the dynasty, post dynasty, um, and the Raiders. Then I guess from you know, you're looking at the Super League era, and then people forget that Bradley Clyde and Ricky Stewart went to the Dogs. Yeah, correct. And they also had Bruce Momando. And they also had Luke Phillips. Fuck, I'm sure he Diamond. played for Wests. No, 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 no. Phillips. <laughs> no, hang on, this is... Hold on. You know Luke Phillips, the, um, the fullback, premiership winning fullback for the Roosters and the referee? Do you know what he's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond? Yeah, yeah. So he... Yeah, he was. That was his nickname. Do you know why? No, because oh, the wrestler. No, because of like, remember the um, the Native American actor who was on Young Guns one and two, Lou Diamond Phillips. He was yeah, Luke yeah, yeah, exactly. Diamond was Phillips. So, I thought he was a wrestler. Yeah, so he that. actually fuck. He got around Luke Phillips. Started Canberra mm. ninety six. Went to Cowboys ninety seven. Ninety eight Manly. 
Then at a year off 99, I wonder what that was. Maybe it was in Brazil, um, in Rio de Janeiro. And then 2000, 2001, 2002 with that mighty Sydney eastern suburb side. So anyway, enough um, reminiscing. I just want to hear, what are, you, what are your Friday. three takeouts from Friday night's game? My takeouts of Friday was, I was really impressed with the Bunnies in terms of keeping it close. I thought that there was, there was a real um, danger of um, the Raiders just probably finishing them early and then letting the home crowd and maybe having a bit of a festival footy. It just shows how great Wayne Bennett is. And, and also, you like sort of your Sam Burgesses. And, and I think Adam Reynolds is a very quality um, big game half. He kept them in it, really. It has, has, again, we sort of talked about this off off comms around a short kicking game and how he was going to keep it um, close. I thought that, um, I mean, I was heavily, heavily inebriated and it was in a, as an inner city um, Bunnies friendly pub, which was packed with Raiders fans. And I was supporting, I guess it was just supporting rugby league, really. Um, and just enjoying what was a great semi-final. Um, I was just impressed with the Bunnies fight that they showed. I think Raiders did. Um, they showed a lot of ticket. Josh Hodson and Josh Papali, the two Joshes, were absolutely sensational. Um, a couple of injury clouds, which have th- um, since been cleared. Um, Joey Leilua basically just had a burst blood vessel in his calf and he's probably going to be fine um so look the raiders pretty much played to their strengths they got a very streaky try to whiten um and i'd like to hear your thoughts as a i'd say you're one of the more every man rugby league people i think if you ref the great game rather than the devil's game you would have a good feel for it let it flow mm. what were your thoughts on that he obviously dropped it and i oh yeah, i don't know about first? that he didn't drop it. Fucking of course he did. No. Well, to me, a kick, you need to have control of it going onto your foot. Yeah, no, you can and drop it as long as it hits the foot, not for mine. Because it's too okay, hard just... to, it's too hard to judge. You just have to say if it falls onto the boot, it's a kick. Because how can you tell like the style of how you drop it onto the boot then becomes so much of a subjective um, okay, so what, all I want to know is from our ref fan, our ref knowledge rules man, Mitchell Cribb, what do the literal rules say for it? Yeah, and maybe I, you're right. I'm, I'm, I, happy if the, I'm happy if the rules say you don't have to have control of it. But I just had a feeling that you had to... And I've refed at not the highest level, but you know, the shittest level. And <laughs> I probably would have let that go... And what do I have? Yeah, probably just to get it flowing. There's too many mistakes. Well, one one thing that's jumped out to me recently, and and it was it was very evident in the Melbourne Storm game. Hang is, on, are we moving on to that yet? No, we're not, because I'm going to make a point about the Raiders before you give your synopsis of the game. Carrying an outside back on the interchange bench, I just fucking just gets on my goat. There's just no. No need for it. And and you cannot go into a grand final with just a wasted roster slot. You can't Bailey. have Bailey Simonson on the bench in jersey number 14. He does the job for them. And it, there's a what huge the fuck risk is his you, role? Lose, you lose a back rower. Uh, sorry, a, a back threer. Who gives a shit? Just, 
mate, it's I. You don't play for what ifs in rugby league. You play to attack. It's a defensive move. It's a coward move. Uh, I I disagree. I think it's a cat move. A, Really, I just think Hate yeah, it. it's like an insurance policy. Like yeah, it's, it's insurance. The, what's insurance? Well, mate, it's like, do you do you take insurance in blackjack or in the fucking poker t- on the blackjack table? No, no, mate. This is the a, a, an opportunity the Canberra Raiders have had for twenty five years, right? Let's say I don't know if BJ's playing or whatever, he's but he's playing. surely they'll get picked. He'll get picked. Um, if let's say BJ goes down second minute, your what you've worked for for twenty five years is basically thrown out the window because you what got if like you, you're playing no, for what it's ifs? A fuck no, fuck it. Like, but even but what I'm, I'm doing what if? But I'm also saying it's not a wasted spot even if you don't get injured. It is. What's Bailey Summerson going to do? So who are you taking off for Bailey Summerson? Yeah, who are you taking off? You put Joe, Joey Lailua in the forward pack and you shift, shift Kotrich in and Simmons yeah, goes on the wing. I, I don't like that style of footy. That's that's not the way I play, mate. Okay, fucking hell. Are you going to ask me about my thoughts on the game? I'm going to have one last say. I'm worried about this Raiders bench. Bailey Simmonson, Emir, Emir, Gulu. The Turkish's got a nice looking mum. mum not mumsy mum. Corey Horsburgh, who I like, and Dunamis Louis, who has had a fantastic season. Dunamis Louis, oh, and but, he but made a horrible year on Friday night. But he, they, Jersey still 14 won. and 15, huge weakness so far. You don't write Simonson. Not he on the bench. Fucking... He starts or he fucks off. Okay, yours, He please. is a good player. And I know he's a rah-rah man. He is a good player. But his old man played for the Zor City Bears, so you've got to give him that. Talk, to me, talk um, me through your thoughts. And where did you take the game in? I took the game... And at home, um, and oh, we had the in-laws around, so I made a nice, uh, oh fuck, I made a nice slow-cooked muscle man curry. I tell you what, I'm into my cooking at the moment, Harry. Nice. And that's where the chickens could come in. I could do like organic chicken and that. But anyway, fuck, it was good. And then had good leftovers on Saturday. So watched it. Just loved the, in- the intensity. When you mm. get a finals game, both finals games are phenomenal. I'll touch on the next one. Um, my thoughts were just a very... Uh, and Ricky had the boys up. Um, the Viking clap got going. I mean, I think you touched on it with Josh Papali. You had... Oh, well, that's the other interesting uh, ref decision that I wanted to touch on. was, Which I think they got it right. But again, by the letter of the law, they might be wrong. In that Corey... Um, what's his name? Uh, Allen. Corey Allen. Remember we, he went... Crocus scored his first try. He went down the... Oh, you're too tanked. But he picked the ball up and forced it. Like, he actually forced it, but he wasn't actually purposely forcing it and then realised, oh, shit, I need to get out of here because I don't want to have to drop out. Went up for another go to get out and then dropped it. And then Croker just forced it. Hmm. I mean, you, it goes back to your argument about the um, the uh, you know the knock-on on whether they were whether they had control or not. Like, the question is, was he actually trying to get out? Like, he actually did force it. So, you know, again, rugby league sort of feel for it. I think they got it right, letting him... Well, he definitely wanted to get out. Of, he didn't die. He, when he went down and forced, he didn't die. Hmm. That, he, if, you, if, he, if you die, I think um, you can say it's forced, but he didn't die. So that was controversial. And then... Um, yeah, I love Liam Knight. I think he's a great player. And I actually said he was a bolter for the Kangaroos, but it mm. sounds like, oh, hang on, maybe he still is. He, um, 
on uh, because they picked the Prime Minister's 13 uh, today, and they only picked they did pick South players. They picked Cody Walker, so maybe um, yeah, I would have thought Luke uh, Liam Knight would have made that. Again, I think you touched well on the halves. Um, you know that South Sydney going to really miss John Sutton, and definitely he made a oh, I think it was one beautiful kick. He always gave them a good option when they went wide and got under pressure to force another set using his um, five eight. Uh, background. There was another interesting call. Uh, I think it was 20 minutes to go in the second half. South were down by 8, I believe. That's right. It would have been 8. And they were right... In, they got the penalty for... Fuck, what was the penalty for? I can't remember now. And um, they didn't take the 2. Mm. And I just thought at that and, and it was just, I thought a Wayne Bennett team would have taken the two, get within six, and then it would have put a bit more pressure on them, you know? Mm. It's that, that theory, and I don't know how we do a stat about it, but it's easier to score a try when you're 30 metres out starting your set than it is when you're 10 metres out starting your set. So if you get a penalty right in front, 20 minutes to go, eight points down, you take the two, get the ball back, get a good set. So I thought that was a mistake by the Bunnies. Um, and then other than that, you know, just your... The rate, I think it was a great, a great story for all those green, the green, um, the, the Raiders fans that turned up. You know, you could really see that that joy. And as a, you know, as a, as fans of a struggling club, I think, I think, you know, we almost can not feel it, but understand their joy. You know, of having a, having their team almost, you know. When on home ground to go to a grand final, there's there's something special about it, right? And the, the fans deserved it. They're long suffering as much as the Warriors fans are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, they. I mean, people are going to forget how close they were in 2017, 16, 2016, to yeah. to to getting into the grand final and and winning it against and what's, the what's Sharks. The difference? Is it, is it that more experience? They've obviously got rid of Moonboot Lee. That helps. Uh, what are, what other players are they sort of missing? Tapine was there. They they were, you know what? The Raiders have built this team quite well. I, actually, while you keep talking, I'm just going to check what that 2017 um, uh, team was. Was it 16 or 17? 2016. Definitely 2016. Well, you're looking at Whiten. Rapana, was he? Yeah, you're looking at White and Rapana, BJ Croker. On the other wing, you might have Michael Oldfield. You're looking at Sam Williams and, of course, Aiden Caesar. Or Macron has probably been known to to crab his way around the midfield there. Caesar, yeah, you're right. Caesar would have been there. Um, let's go to the finals. Melbourne, 14-12, Amy Park, September 20th. Edric Lee, obviously, on the other wing. So, yeah, you had Whiten at fullback, Edric yeah. Lee... Wing Croker, Lailua, Rapana. So they've got a like the team is they've still got that team right. They've mm. got that. Then you had Austin and Caesar in oh, the. It was the Blake Austin year, wasn't it? it was that, that's a big difference, nowhere. I guess. He could do some bad. So you had that that Junior Paulo, Josh Hodgson, Shannon Boyd, mm. Josh Papali, Elliot Whitehead, and Sia Soliola starting on the back, and then a mm. bench of Kurt Baptiste, Luke Bateman, Paul Vaughan was on the bench, and mm. Joseph Tapine. So. To Pretty be honest, similar. You can, yeah, you can sort of see they've actually been building, they, been building, and this is probably their year, you know. 
Yeah. Because who are they losing next year? They lose Rapana, I know. No, they that's not a guaranteed. Rapana. It's not a guaranteed. No, I think they're losing Rapana. I think this, this is their last shot at it. Uh, I don't think this is their last shot at it. I mean, I think the John Bateman, this is first year of three. I'd say the Bateman era is going to be a successful and a fruitful one for the Raiders. Um, but let, let's, let's, get to, let's get to this week's game in a touch. Um, before we get on to the Roosters, just in doubt, Roosters trio, Jake Friend, Mitch Orbison and Luke Carey are all expected to, to face the Raiders. What do you do if you're the Roosters regarding the Carey-Sam Verrills thing? Trent Robinson's come out and said he's basically going to play him. Play who? Sam Verrills? No. Carey? Jake Friend. Oh, because he's available. Really? Is he? Oh, he's fucking... Yeah, and he said he was going to not play Kronk. What, last year? Yeah, what did he say? I don't care. I don't listen to what Travis Rock Trent Thomas says. There's no way he'll play friend stuff. He's going to play friend. He won't. He won't. Verils will play... Why would you chat? That's dumb. I can tell you right now, friend will not play more than 20 minutes of the game. What? Well, Trent Robinson isn't that stupid. Your Virils has been phenomenal. Oh, okay. You, he, he, said, without, he said, I'd, I would not um, put it, um, I wouldn't think twice. Friend has declared himself 100% right. Well, just, when was the last game he played? He came back uh, from a lengthy layoff, uh, 10 weeks. So he's been away for 10 weeks, or did he play recently? Uh, no, he hasn't played for a while. So I just don't. I think I don't think. Uh, I honestly do not think that. Um, Rooster, he's that dumb. Okay. Well, I think we're going to have a. Um, you're going to be surprised. Let's get on to the Roosters Storm game, which was just. You oh, cannot get it. more I... intense game of rugby league if you had fucking tried. Jake Friend's only played five games this year. Yeah, he's had two long. Double-digit week injuries. One of them was in the Anzac Day game, I think. Yeah, against St. George, yep. And then the second one was probably about 10 weeks after that. Newcastle. Mm. So, 32,814 at the SCG, which is 6,000 more than was in Canberra. The SCG was rocking. Everyone that I've talked to... Pardon? 4,000 more. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to, it was rocking. Um, Just unbelievable start to the game. That sending off, there were genuine punches thrown. Like Nas, uh, after yeah, Nas pushed him, SST was just throwing them, and there was Nass, some verbals. There Nass was some verbals clearly, about maybe turning his back on the white V. I hope so. And then, so, but Joseph Manu came steaming in as well. So, you know, it doesn't matter who who they play for in the um, representative rounds. They certainly were giving it to each other. And then, you know, it was the storm held them out to 8-0 at half time and you sort of thought, fuck, if the Roosters, they had a lot of position and they had a lot of attacking football and they didn't quite get it, they were only down 8-0 and then it got to 8-6 at the 50th minute when Solomona went over yeah, and what? they started coming over the top of them and I was just waiting for the storm to sort of finish. Of they were relentless. Yeah, yeah. Munster was looking dangerous but the more they threw at them and they had three or four sets in a row and this Roosters and, defense is I know. Just and, but, and so then, good. I'm actually I said it on the I watched this one at a pub actually, quite a good pub in Melbourne Central. And I said, um, I said to a couple of guys I was watching the I said, is Munster a big game player? Like he when they were on top there, 
that's when in, when you needed Munster to step up and just sort of control the run the cutter, and I just think he failed to do that. The other thing that I think hasn't been touched on enough, but Vinnie Valu's loss was huge. huge. Having like there's Chambers. a try there. There's a try you leave on the table. Yeah, and and and. and... I tell you what, and I've been a big critic of him in the last three to four years. Uvenivalu. No, Daniel Tupo has had oh. two outstanding years in a row. Um, he is legitimately in every week. You know, you, you kick to him in, as an attacking play. There is no one better in the air in rugby league than Daniel Tupo. He is a genuine attacking um, weapon, and he. Once again, like just played well all over the park. Tupo is one of the unsung heroes of this Rooster era, and he's been pretty much around since 2012 in first grade. He's had about seven seasons now, and he had, you know, the post 2013 title. He had a couple of really, really rotten years where I think he actually started to get dropped from first grade, yeah. yep. and you know he was almost laughable. It was a calamity. But I would say 17, late 17, 18, 19, probably more 18, 19. He's been unbelievable, probably because you've got Latrell Mitchell, Joseph Manu inside you and Tedesco, Tedesco's at the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. hard to fucking you know, turn up. But <clears throat> full credit to Tupo, he's been unbelievable. So I would say my most improved players this year are Tupo, or not, maybe not improved, just, just really stepped up. Tupo, Nelson and Sofa Solomona, Jerome Hughes and Dunamis Louis. And I would probably throw Chance Nickel Clockstad and Kenny Bromwich. Oh, fuck yeah. And yes, make me. What seasons? Um, and no, we're not just naming Kiwi players because I'm going to throw Justin Olam in there as well. Oh, fuck. His tackling technique wow. is brilliant. And did you see that bird get on the Melbourne Store Facebook today? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Linda Michael from Port Portsmouth. She goes, I slept with him before he made the storm and he was at the Hunters. Loved having oh, That is just raw PNG League fandom. I just loved it. Um, one thing I did, um, I did watch. God, Latrell Mitchell's hot and cold. He is a lazy fucker on defence, man. He picks and chooses when he plays and. There are real moments in his game that you did see in State of Origin 1 where, you know, the mark of a great player for me in many ways is how hard they chase down a try that, you know, you probably have about a 10 or a 20% chance of actually stopping. If if that was the mark of a great player, James Graham was the greatest player ever live. Yeah. And um, there's another one. Who was it? It was a big fucking... Nate Miles. Do you remember Nate Nate Miles? Miles Like when he was really good? He would like turn around and chase people, and he would actually fucking chase them down. Yeah, he was Danny brilliant at it. it. It's it's just it's a it's a tiny intangible that one percent like Adam Blair does. It's the one percenters yeah. chasing people down when they are you know the the unchasable down because what you actually it's a our game is the biggest war of attrition out there. Mm. That energy you set from them from making them sprint mm. could be the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so highly, very intense game. Cooper Cronk broke it open with that break that led to the Tedesco try. Um, I was very sceptical of the Roosters being able to do it without JWH because their record was terrible without him. But 
Liu Takiaho, Boyd Corner, fucking he, wow. he all stepped up. Mitchell Orbison is an amazing defender in the second row. Um, they just didn't have really an answer for the goal line defence of the Roosters. Angus Crichton, since post the Origin break, has been as good oh. as any second row or any forward. Maybe not quite into the Papali sort of thing, but Angus Crichton is a brilliant player. I, I really, I'm happy to see him after a slow start with his Roosters career. He was fucking yeah. brilliant. And he, yeah, he is, again, again. They, they, they do the kangaroo test. If they name him against the Kiwis, we have to watch out. Absolutely. Um, I feel for either Nat Butcher or Lindsay Collins, who's going to drop off the interchange bench yeah. um, when JWH comes back. But, you know, there are, there have been some better players that have been 18th men. Well, the rumour was early day, early this year, when um, Crichton wasn't playing that well, was that he was caught... I don't know told you this, that tuning um, Lindsay Collins' um, girlfriend in the eastern suburbs establishment. Mm. So that's where there's a bit of fallout. Well, when I was going to make my point about Bailey Simonson, the Storm playing Shandor Earl in a semi-final is just fucking atrocious from a coach but he was off Bellamy. the bench, though. That is just atrocious. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Wouldn't you go with... Uh, who was that guy with the drink water? He plays for the Cowboys. He's a fullback for the Cowboys. No, nah, sorry, there's another guy. Um, plays for Sunshine Coast. Played a couple of games this year for them. What was his name? I would name? go with Fa'a Marsili or one of those like other forwards. Or, um, <clears throat> no, anyway. no, get, no he's, a, he's not a bad bloke. Uh, his name is... Oh, so Nick, oh Christian Nico, Welsh is Nico injured. Hines. Nico Hines. Yeah, oh, Welch is injured. Welch is injured. So... We're on to the we're on to the, the the great game, the grand final. Do you do you give the Raiders a chance? Hang on, before we just move, I just want to say I thought the refereeing on Saturday night was brilliant. Sorry, yeah, I just need to get. I don't. I think we don't give the referees enough credit, and I think Saturday night. Oh, hang on a minute. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Friday was very good. Yeah, I Saturday, Saturday was great. Saturday was just pissing in the Roosters' pocket. I thought. No, I thought they were good. I thought the I first thought the, forty minutes. The Roosters nothing... were that good. Nothing that, that the Roosters could have done wrong. The referee was giving it to them. It evened out as the game went on. But no, I don't, I'm not going to write home about the referee performance in, on Saturday. Oh, that's the great thing about our game. It's about arguments. It's about discussions. Now, do you give the Roosters a chance? They are a dollar forty versus the Raiders three dollars. Is probably one. Do we give the them more... a chance? The Roosters will win it, won't they? Oh, do you give the Raiders a chance? I said. Ah, the Ra- I mean, it's a great. It's a one-off game. They've got some big bodies. Look. They're a chance, but you wouldn't be that confident, would you? They I've... haven't bet. They have not bet the Roosters this year, which is a mental block for them. I think it is. Yeah, mate, I'm with you. I, I don't give, and 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 I I would love to see a close grand final here. I don't give the Raiders a chance. I think the Roosters are going to put a clinic on them. I Sorry. think it's going to be. I think they're oh, going to they lost by thirty. Um, I think they're going to they're going to grind them down, and it's going to be a grinding early game, and then they're going to come over the top of them, a la two thousand and two grand final, finish strong yep. with three or four tries to finish. I'm looking at a thirty to eight scoreline, and I like Roosters thirteen plus, and I think this is you know it's a it's a great game to punt the grand final because there's a few things that you can you can bank on is. 
The Clive Churchill's a fucking disgrace of an award, and it's just old cunts that have been drinking in the in the box, giving it out to the halfback of the winning team, and yeah. or you know or the, the player the this year again two in a row. No, surely not. No, because it's all around narratives, and you know yeah. it's as sure as fucking shit that Cooper Cronk's going to win that. And if you can get seven dollars, which apparently he's going to, he's at. Someone texted me that today. Wow. Is, have a fucking red hot go at it. That is that is very very juicy, and the the um, if you can somehow get a get a um, a double on roosters into um, into Cooper Cronk, which I'm going to do as we uh, as we progress throughout the, the show. One one thing I did sort of think about, um, which I don't know where this kind of fits, but intimidation in our game, you know, um, you, you have on field intimidation, but you have a bit of sledging. How far do you think the game would let... So you know how you have, like, your wrists taped, right? Yep. And on your wrists... So say that you are from the Raiders. You write on your wrists, JWH is a F dot 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 KN cat on yep. your wrists. And you just, you know... Or you actually come out, let's just say, you're playing against... Um, Kalen Ponga, and you come out and you just wear this, exactly the same headgear as him, like <laughs> Newcastle Knights headgear, trying to put him off his game. <laughs> Quite. How far well, do you think we could go in the game just to really try and put the opposition off by what if something you're, that you're doing to mimic or take the piss out of the opponent? What if uh, um, Aiden Caesar goes out like in a sling? Like to take the piss out of Kronk from last year. And then just plays the first set with it on and then just rips it off just for a piss take. Brilliant. Brilliant. I, I, I also... So Cooper Kronk here, $7. You got Tedesco, four fifty, six fifty. Luke Carey going back to back. And Cooper Kronk, $7. And then you've got your Boyd Cordners at 13 Josh Hodgson's 10 my other my other thought about that was it actually I was watching golf today on a TV in the corner of the pub and it made what? me think that what well, uh, not actually intently were no 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 it's at the corner no, of no, my eye corner and of my back, I was yeah. thinking I watched Tiger Woods and I was like imagine if you were like you know you know how they do like the group the fourth round of a major and you're paired with you know the top four as you paired with each other yep and you you walked out to the tee. And you had a, and you just turned up, and you're like, "I'm gonna fuck with Tiger here." I'm gonna wear a black Nike hat, a red polo, black shorts, a uh, black pants, <coughs> and black shoes, and just completely mimic what he's wearing. How much do you reckon that would throw him off? Because you know how he uh, yeah, wears the same we'll thing every time. But isn't isn't the spirit of the game? But isn't that a new wrinkle or a new dynamic to add to golf? You've got this yeah, fucking definitely. cowboy that just is like basically in Tiger's face, going, "Here I am." Quite. I don't mind that. I think it's got some legs, uh, definitely. And I mean, it'd be good for your personal brand. Absolutely. There's going to be um, a few endorsements up the wazoo. Give me your synopsis of the game. What's going to happen, and how do you see it going? I think the Raiders are going to come out with a hiss and a roar and be up twelve. Eight at half time, and then score first after half time with a penalty before being eight. But then, uh, corners 
you know, Croydon's going to break them up the middle in the 56th minute, set up a try for Tedesco just running through, and then they're going to score two tries in the 64th and 73rd minute to take it out. 24-12. The line is only 33.5. Because both teams are very good defensively, um, yep. and I think nine, yeah, of last, nine of the last 11 teams um, have come from None of the last premiership winning teams have come from the top two defensive teams, of which this year were Melbourne and Sars Roosters. Interesting. Um, so that's very, um, yeah, it's given us a little bit of an indication that the Roosters are going to win. Um, probably our last show for the year. Uh, I would encourage on October the 25th, that there is a test match down in Wollongong, and anyone that wants to uh, attend on a legal council trip, we <laughs> we will we leave from Central Station we leave from at what Central time? Station. It's a Friday night. We will take the Lithgow limousine down. I know it's the Kiama carriage or something. The Kiama Kiama carriage down. Yeah. We will, um, if we've got time, we'll pop in and do the Jack DeBellin prison tour. Um, we might have to do that the, the, the morning after. And we'll have ourselves a real good time. And anyone that turns up will get themselves a legal counsel t-shirt. Kayama um, Caboose. For supporting, for supporting our, our great game. Um, anything else from you, mate? Before before the big before the greatest game of all um, comes to a end? No, no. So other than... Um... Yeah, so I'll pick the Broncos to win the women's. Are they in there? Yeah, the Broncos and the Warriors just missed out. And I'll pick Burley Bears to take out Newtown Jets. Oh, no, it's, a, it's going to be 28 degrees, beautiful day. What a day for rugby league. I might get the barbie cranky and just enjoy it. Brilliant. Well, in uh, between now and um, I see or chat to you over the weekend, you got to love your league. got to love your league. Straight out, peace and love still low. Hear what they say about play.